0: Hello internet you're listening to Genius Cast with Scott and Mike I'm Scott Mike is in Australia not for a wedding so uh, there is a shocker for you he actually was was uh, supposed to be here today because we are going to we were going to be interviewing uh, Yuhyun from seasons three and four of The Genius. Uh, Mike, unfortunately, uh, the the ta- between the time zones and the activities he had going on, and the internet connection um, was not able to to join us for this interview today. But I do have his questions along with mine. Uh, we're really excited. We're going to get to Hyun in just a moment. But first, I want to thank everybody out there who backed the Kickstarter I've been running for Deduction and Racing Stripe, my games that are based on black and white and monorail uh the kickstarter got funded at the very last minute so those uh, those games are being printed i'm really excited to get those out to the backers and if you missed your chance to get it you can log on i put up a store on SquareUp. so for the same price 15 dollars for either game or 25 for both you can pick up those games uh deduction is like black and white but with self-reading cards so that uh, you don't need dealer nuna to help you and racing stripe is an expanded uh game built on the the concept of monorail where you're building a racetrack and there's some neat additions like three-way and four-way intersection cards. And, uh, and there's more of the standard cards in there. So you can go to mkt.com slash GSG mkt.com slash GSG. And that will take you to the square up store. Um, and, uh, you'll be able to buy uh, either or, or both of those games and, uh, you'll get them, uh, I'm expecting to have the first shipments out by the end of October. So mkt.com slash gsg. Uh, and also before we start, uh, please do follow us on Twitter. Mike is at at Michael Botta. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-B-O-T-T-A. I'm at who is Scott Green. And uh, Yu Hyun, who we'll be talking to uh, in just a moment, is at Yoo Hyun, Y-O-U-H-Y-U-N, and as uh, we're, we're going to hear, he, he goes by Dennis in the English-speaking world, so uh, at Dennis was, was taken, unfortunately, uh, and one more thing before we get to you, Hyun. I'm recording this introduction after the podcast ended, uh, there, there is uh, more bad language in this podcast than we've had traditionally. So if you're listening to this in the car uh, with your children uh, and they pick up genius things like my son who, who refers to my wife as mommy Nuna um, then uh, uh, you know, you don't, you don't want them uh, <laughs> mommy Nuna F bomb. So uh, not a lot, not a lot, but uh, it's uh, uh, Dennis is, is fluent in English. It is. It's uh, it's conversational. So uh, just, just a heads up on that. So uh, that being said, let's get to it. The interview with Dennis Hyun Kim, Dennis, how you doing today?
1: I'm good. I'm good. How are you, man?
0: I'm doing great. It's uh, first. I want to thank you for joining us uh, on the podcast today. Uh, it's uh, it's always a treat to to talk genius generally, but to actually have someone who's played on the show and uh, uh, quickly to explain to our listeners um, that uh, in English you you go by Dennis. Is that correct? Not not as young? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, my name, I, my English name's been Dennis for a long time now. So yeah.
0: Cool. Did you did you grow up at all in the United States, or or um, how how did you become such a fluent English speaker?
1: Uh, well, I grew up in Hong Kong when I was little, and I went to an international school, and then I went to China when I was in high school, which was also an international school, and then I went to a college in the States where you went, uh, Illinois. So.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. So so you've just you've do you know any other languages? Uh, if you were in China, do you know Chinese as well? Or.
1: Um... Yeah, I speak a little Chinese, but I'm not really fluent in it.
0: so uh, what brought you to the University of Illinois
1: Uh, well I was a computer science major
0: and like University of Illinois
1: is one of the top five schools in computer science so that's why I went but you know that's not what I'm doing right now so I guess it didn't matter that much
0: (laughs) what are you doing now I teach English in Korea right now cool Um, and and, uh, do you want to tell everyone how they can find you if they want to if they're listening to this podcast and they want to improve their English and they want to to learn the best (laughs) Where do they go?
1: Uh, uh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, if you go to Neighbor, you know, the Korean Google, and type in YH English, YH English, yeah, they can find me. They can find the cafe and, yeah, whatever. They can send me a uh, link, and I'll get back to them as soon as possible, yeah.
0: Right on, right on. So uh, you went to the University of Illinois. Uh, you were there at the same time I was there, but you were also there, I think, at the same time as, as Hoon was there. Did you ever Did you ever run into him there? Did you know him from before?
1: Well, actually, like, uh, I think uh, we overlapped for about a year, but I never ran into him in University of Illinois because there's so many Koreans there for, to begin with. And the other thing was he never went to the Army, but I, came to the, I went to the Army and came back. So by the time I was back, he was almost you know, graduated. So,
0: so you, you served in the, in the Korean military?
1: Yeah, yeah. I was there for a year and 10 months around.
0: Is that is that normal? Because I believe uh, Dongman had talked about that as well. Is that do do will most people serve in the military over there?
1: Uh, not most people. All Korean males have to serve in the military, or they have to get you know like qualified for something else that you know like counts as military service. But you know, I you know I was healthy. You know, there was nothing wrong with me, so I had to go to the military for two almost two years. Yeah.
0: All right. Um. And and how did you discover the genius?
1: I Actually, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I was actually a poker player uh, for about a year and a half or full time poker player and I was in the Philippines in Cebu for a tournament there and I ran into Johan and I met him for the first time and he was actually just on the brink of filming the last episode for season two, I think. So we were all talking about it and, you know, it got me interested. I just Once I came back to Korea, I looked for it and found out what the TV show was about. And about a couple months later, you know, a couple months later, I turned on the TV and there was a broadcast for, you know, like, how do you say, like, subscriptions or how do you say, registration? Yeah, casting. Yeah, casting. Yeah, casting, like like normal people casting, not famous people. And I signed up for it and a couple months later, I was on it, yeah.
0: So, so what what was it about you that they that they liked? Did the connection with Yoan help at all, or or was this all separate from him?
1: Uh, actually, I really don't think the connection with Yoan helped at all because they didn't know until I started filming. And I think the part about me they liked the most was that I played poker. It's kind of a normal, like not normal in Korea. So I think that's the part about me they liked the most.
0: So your time as a poker player, were you? Uh, I mean, were you playing for pretty high stakes? Were you grinding out a, you know, like a regular blue collar kind of living, or what? What sort of uh, results did you have when you were doing that full time? Uh,
1: well, I played poker for about a year and a half. Uh, for the first twelve months, eleven months, I was grinding out on like what qualifies as one two in America, and sometimes like two four. But uh, after that, I think the kind of big tournament for about 20 K and then I started playing higher stakes, but I came back to Korea because I, I was living out of the suitcase for about a year and a half, what, even before that. So I kind of wanted to come back and, you know, like settle down a little bit. So.
0: Yeah. I had, a, I have a little bit of a poker background. I spent a summer in Vegas uh, for the series uh, one year. And what I found was like, I really liked poker. I, I poker was fun. Like as a hobby, like doing it every day. I, I like, I, could do it but it wasn't it wasn't fun anymore and and i didn't want to do it if it wasn't fun did you do you find the same to be true when you played for a year and a half
1: no actually i still find it fun and i still you know hope to do it sometime in the future but there's no like there's no foundation in korea you know like you can't play poker while you live in korea if you're a korean person so you know like i hope sometime in the future that i might be able to do it in korea but before then, you know, I'm gonna live in Korea, so I can't do anything.
0: So, so tourists can play in Korea, but but citizens can't.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, and the other thing is, I, I actually want to clarify this. You know, people actually search for me in the Hendo Mob and like you know poker listings and stuff like that for my did, yeah. results. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's like 235 dollars worth of tournament winnings in there. You know, <laughs> that's like one twentieth of what I want because I actually asked them to uh I I don't know if you can include this in the podcast or not, but I actually asked them to take off all my results previously because I didn't know what the tax complications were in Korea and I didn't want any yeah, I didn't want any, you know, like results left in, you know? Sure. So so I I asked them to take it off and I don't know if you know, but like as soon as you ask for it, they will take it off. And nowadays, they you know search for my name on He and they think that I live for two years uh, off of two hundred fifty dollars or something like that. you
0: know I, I Which just is ridiculous. I, yeah. I thought it meant you were a cash game player. I, I was like, all right, well, this guy's not wasting his time slumming it in tournaments. so um, so so they liked you were a poker player. Um, they didn't know that you knew Yoan, but uh, did you find the casting process to be straightforward? Kyung-hoon told us uh, he talked about going. He sent in an, an application, and then he did an interview, and then he played uh, the the chair game from season two. Did you do the same?
1: Uh, it was kind of different for me because first time uh, I applied for it uh, paper wise, and then about a month later they called me back and they asked for an interview, and I think there were like eight hundred people or something like that. And they basically gave you an IQ test, and then they gave you like an interview. And after a couple months, like a month or two, they called me back for a final interview. And they told me that there were twelve people left. And out of the twelve people, they divided into groups of two, six. And I was in the first group, and Kyung was in the second group.
0: And yeah, he said that you know he were. Yeah. he said you were in the first okay. group with uh, Yeon Sung and Hyun Min. Is that right? Yeah, that was right, yeah. And we
1: didn't play the chair game. We played the zombie game from season two. Uh, season one, I think, yeah.
0: Yeah. And could you tell at the interview that uh, Hyunmin and Yunsung were TV material? Uh,
1: to be completely honest, I don't know <laughs> how people are going to take this, but Hyunmin, you know, we played the, how do you say, uh Mafia game? Mm-hmm. You know what that is? Yeah, mafia. Yeah, we played the mafia. Yeah, 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 we played the mafia game, and Hyunmin was the first one disqualified <laughs> because we all suspected of him of you know being whatever. So we didn't actually get to hear a lot of what he had to say. So he was not even in my peripheral, you know, like mm-hmm. he was not in my mind. Like he was not my comp- competition to begin with. And then I found out a couple months later that he was actually cast as well. So even then, like before the first episode. Uh, he didn't really qualify in my head as someone I had to compete with, but then you know, like as you know, like as soon as the first episode was aired, I knew that he was one of the best. You know?
0: What about uh, uh, Yunsung, uh, Doctor Yunsung? Did did you have a positive impression of him? Did you think he was a, a player? Well, to be honest,
1: on the final interview, he's the one that I teamed up with for the zombie game, and we lost and he kind of like went along with whatever i said and he thought that i was one of the best players so he kind of went along with whatever i told him to so i thought he was a funny character and i thought he had a lot of tv potential and i actually thought that he would be cast before i would be because you know i i wasn't really fun or funny
0: mm-hmm. but
1: he was hilarious like like even more so than on tv he was he was funny he was witty and he was smart, you know? So I thought he'd, he'd be cast for sure.
0: Yeah, he seemed to be nervous, especially early on in Season 3. He seemed like, you know, because he... Well, I mean, like, the four the four of you, like, non-celebrities with no TV experience. But he, he seemed to be the most uh, uh, taken aback by, like, having cameras on him. Would you say that's, that's about how it was? Actually, no. Uh,
1: he wasn't really nervous uh, as I saw him. But I thought he was a better player... With, during the final interview than during the actual TV itself,
0: you know. So uh, going into Season 3, um, uh, what, what were your impressions of some of the other people you were going up against? Uh, you Had you seen Hui Zhong's episode of Season 2 before?
1: Yeah, I actually saw all the episodes before I was cast in Season
0: 3. And Hui Zhong was one of the most memorable players because,
1: as you know, you know he got eliminated on Round
0: 1. It was and, a great episode, though. It was like a full character arc in one episode.
1: Yeah, actually, one of the biggest, uh, not regrets, but like one of the biggest complaints I had for the PDs and producers and the writers is that I never actually got to play any of those kind of games, you know? And I really wanted to play those kind of games.
0: Like the really intricate games like Food Chain or like the... the yeah, like game. the Food
1: Chain, yeah.
0: yeah. Like, the Food Chain
1: is like kind of role-playing game, you know? And I thought it was fun, and that was one of the questions for the interview when I applied and I thought it would for sure be on season 3 but it wasn't and you know that was one of my biggest complaints.
0: Well about the closest it came I think was was the jury game which was in episode 2 and you drew the criminal side in that game um, Yeah
1: I did. Yeah.
0: did Did you like your team when you found out who you were with in that game? Okay. Uh,
1: when I first started <laughs> when I first started uh, I had no complaints about the team I picked or the team I was with but uh, this wasn't shown on TV and I have no idea what Kevin said but after about two minutes into the game Jung-un, you know Jung-un? uh he was already this the handsome guy the singer oh yeah 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 he, he was already you know like everybody knew he was one of the criminals after two minutes into the game and then after about 30 minutes to an hour into the game uhkelvin told Iion that he was a criminal as well and before the game started, we had a small, like a short brief meeting, and we told everybody that we might be able to talk in a group of criminals, but we probably won't get the chance to. So, if we do get a chance, I have no idea who the criminal leader is, but if he is among one of us, then you shouldn't join whenever we gather, you know? Mm-hmm. So, one of, one of the biggest, uh, I don't know, uh, issues or how do you say it? um one of the biggest uh, complaints that i got from the viewers was that i actually gathered the criminals mm-hmm. and they thought that was the reason we lost and the one thing i have to say about that was before the game started i had told all the criminals that whoever the leader is i might be able to gather them but if i do don't come you know
0: you're right so, yep, right. so that was, that was completely on, on Youngsuk that uh, he just, that just went right, right through his ears. Basically. He didn't, he didn't, that's, that's really interesting. Yeah. Cause I mean, watching it, as you know, they, the editors can do what they want, but it seemed, it seems like yeah. like sort of a shared mistake. Um, that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, so, so you didn't know who the leader was.
1: I found out after I gathered people, I'm like, Wait, there's five people. Uh, how many people were there? Like, there's, like, five people here. That means the leader is here. Who the fuck is the leader, you
0: know? <laughs> Oops. Yeah, did you guys have any clue that, that Hyunmin was the other leader?
1: Uh, I don't know about the other people, but I had no idea. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was, a, that was a really fun reveal, too, when, uh, when they came out. And were, were you surprised that they had voted uh, not guilty?
1: I wasn't surprised because I found out that Yongsook was the leader and he was actually within the group, you know, when we were discussing it in the room. So I wasn't surprised at all, but, you know, it's half my fault and half his fault, I guess, you know.
0: Right. Right on. Um, so uh, I also want to ask you real quick about, about Middle Race, which was in um, episode three. Was Was that game as brutal to play as it was to watch on TV?
1: It wasn't so much as brutal as it was boring. It was really boring to play. And How long did it take? I, it didn't take that long but we had to play everything in front of each other you know like before you know you can go into separate rooms and talk privately, but there was no chance for you know, private talk when we were filming that. Everybody was gathered at the table and we had to you know like betray each other in front of each other and you know that was really hard and the other thing was it was really boring like nobody had fun playing it you could ask everyone who participated and they would say that that was the most boring game to play
0: what about the second yeah i was gonna say what about the second time you
1: did it? yeah that's (laughs) that's the one that i got eliminated yeah i was
0: gonna say that didn't turn out great for you Um, yeah it didn't turn out great at all we'll we'll get we'll get to that but uh um, so in Sword and Shield, which was set up similar to the jury game in that you had like the two leaders, um, that game also was, was poorly constructed. I mean, it took two seconds, um, and it seemed everybody knew who the other side's uh, leaders were. Was it that obvious again? Okay, the
1: thing about that was that was the most fun game for us because although it took like two minutes on camera, for us it was the most you know like exciting game because we thought we were going to lose. Because Yunsung was our leader, and they started attacking Yunsung right away. And we had no idea if Hijun was the leader or not. And I found out later that they had no idea if uh, Yunsung was the leader or not, but it turned out that Dongmin kind of like read the faces and thought that Yunsung was the leader. And, you know, if you go back and listen to it carefully, we were supposed to lose. We were Mm -hmm. supposed to lose, but it turned out that we were right and uh, we won. And that was the biggest reaction that you will ever get from me on the Genius, <laughs> and it was it was the it was the biggest you know fun that I had. You know?
0: Yeah, you don't seem like a real you don't seem like a real emotional guy. You don't really wear your emotions on your sleeve too much, do you?
1: No, I really don't. But that was one of the complaints that I got from the writers, saying that like whenever I did the exit interview, like uh, after I got eliminated in uh, season three, then after I got eliminated on season four. They also do it excellently, right? And all, all the writers will tell me, aren't you sad or aren't you depressed or aren't you, you know, like, don't you have any regrets at all? And I would say, yeah, of course I have regrets, but, you know, I'm not going to cry. You know? <laughs> and even if I want to, I can't. It's just I wasn't built that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's I know it's an asset in poker to, to be able to be dispassionate about something that is very important to you that you can just sort of do it. Um, and, and
1: I think that's one of the big reasons. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like to a large extent, Dongman also has that ability. Was, was it, you know, watching him on TV and especially watching, watching both those seasons, like it felt a little bit like watching Michael Jordan play basketball. Like, it's just like, here's this guy who, who, for whatever reason, is just so good at this game. Like this, this game is just built for him. Did it feel like that when it was happening in real time or did, did he feel, did it feel like he was mortal when you were playing?
1: Uh, actually during season three, I had no expectations of who the real threat was, and after episode 1, it was pretty clear that Hyunmin was the one to beat. And then after episode 2 or 3, me and Hyunmin started talking and we both agreed that the next person in line to beat was Dongmin. And then after episode 4 and 5 and so on, uh, it turned out that you know he was one of the best and that he was the one to beat. You know?
0: Yeah, uh, you know, as a viewer, it seemed it seemed like they were trying to fill that, like, the honcho role of, like, here's the guy who's going to make everybody laugh, but he was really there to play. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he came out, sure. and, and he had an agenda, and he got people to follow it almost every single time. Um,
1: yeah, and he's the only one during the entire season of
0: Genius to never get eliminated.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's pretty nuts. Um so did, did you know when, when he and Hyunmin started uh, working together, did you have any idea that they were forming so tight a bond?
1: Uh, not the first time around, but the second time around, yeah.
0: You mean in season four?
1: Uh, season four, yeah, I kind of expected, but it wasn't really like that in season four. Season four, he was with uh, Hyunmin and Sangmin and Kyungnan and all of them, but season three was when I, when I first found out that they were together. And it took me after a couple episodes to figure that
0: out, yeah. Well, eventually you you did, and um, in the Constellation game, you managed to become part of a five-person group against Dongmin and Hyunmin. How did that come together?
1: Well, uh, the first time around, before that game, uh,
0: what was the game before that? Uh, Before that was the stock market game, Stormy Stock market. yeah,
1: Yeah, the stock market game. Like, once I... I think it was part of it aired on TV as well. Uh, when I start, first started uh, that game, I told everybody that you shouldn't tell Min all your you know, details because he's one of the best players and he's the one to beat. And I also told people that Dongmin was the other person. And they actually didn't agree with me the first time around because nobody thought that they would team up, you know? And uh, Jongbum and Yeonzung actually sided with them after they found out the big clue. That the stock market was going to crash. So, after that game, everybody found out that they teamed up, and everybody kind of agreed with me that uh, we actually have to, you know, uh, go against them or be with them. You
0: know? Right. So, so then, uh, so that sort of came together in uh, in the seventh episode in the constellation game, and you yeah. even managed to get Ah Young and Yeonju in uh, on that on that group, and they had been working uh, quite a bit with Dongmin and Hyunmin prior to that point. Um, how yeah. did you pull? How did you pull them in?
1: Actually, I didn't pull anyone in. It was basically uh, Jongbom and Yuanzhe that did most of the work. All I did was, you know, assign. After the team was set, I assigned people. You know, like you're gonna draw this, and you're gonna draw this, and you're gonna put five. In. Like what number they're gonna uh, put out, you know. And that was the only thing I did. You know, I kind of decided to, you know, stay in the peripheral for that game because I didn't want to be the leader.
0: So um, that's like one of the few times in the in the show that there was there was a gimmick to, to the props that nobody found. Um, did yeah. anybody think to look at the backs of the cars or anything like that, or, or there was just so much trust and it didn't didn't even well, anybody uh, to check it out.
1: First thing, first thing was that for our team, you know, like there was no way that they were going to win, so we didn't have to look for anything. And the second thing was me and Hyunmin, especially Hyunmin, looked at the back of the cars for quite a bit. And even I looked at the cars for quite a bit, and I never found anything because you know I didn't, I, I really didn't recognize the constellation signs in the middle, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think it was shown on TV. I didn't see show me looking at it, but they showed Min looking at it for a while. I think in one of the like behind scenes or whatever, mm-hmm. and he looked at it for like a good thirty minutes, and he didn't find anything. And after the filming, we went to eat dinner, and the PDS and the producers told us that nobody found the gimmick that we put in, and they showed us the cards, and you know, like we're like, what the fuck? Like, how, how the hell are you supposed to find that? You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I I'm my I, I'm a magician. That's my I'm a professional magician. So for me, like when I look at cards like that. You know, there's a like one of the first things you do is called the flip book test where you just you flip through the stack of cards and yeah, it's yeah, yeah. changing. I don't know if you guys did that, but yeah. like I'm always like my mind's always spinning, like when they hand you a prop, you know, what's going on? And the the dice in season two of it, uh in God the God's judgment game, you know, those don't look like yeah, regular yeah. dice, like what's up with the dice. So um, I'm I'm always I'm always very interested in that stuff. Um, and, and all the gimmick. It was today. the same for
1: us as well, because for season three, you know, we actually reviewed season one and two before coming to season three. So we actually expected like those kind of gimmick games to come up once in a while. And every time they sent you know gave gave us a prop, everybody would look for it. And I don't know if you remember, but during season four, there was the horror race. Mm-hmm. And once they gave gave us the gimmick, the, the actual coins. Mm-hmm. I actually took it apart. <laughs> I, took, I took it apart, and one of the producers gave me shit for it because he's like, "Why are you breaking our props? There's nothing in it. Just don't do that." You know. <laughs> and once I took it apart, you know, there was like little coins inside, like metal pieces of metal inside, and I didn't realize I didn't realize that the, what those metals were for. You know. Mm-hmm. But after after the show, we found out that you know they were magnetic, and that we could use our how do you say the, the name tags for. Mm-hmm. Magnets as magnets and yeah, nobody found the gimmick for that as well
0: Yeah Yeah, but uh, Dongmin was still able to tell the difference in weight. I mean, that's just that's crazy like who, who can do that? Okay, I
1: I'm actually gonna say something like me and Dongmin and Chino, uh, all three of us were able to tell the weight and They actually probably have that still on camera We actually did a test, me and uh, Chino, where we shake the uh, uh, coins to see uh, how heavy it felt and tell the difference between the big ones and the small ones. And I was able to tell the difference as well, as as well as Wing. But once you put your hand inside that little box that they put it in, you can't hear the sound, right? Right. So once the sound is cut off, you can't feel it as well. Yeah. It It was crazy, yeah.
0: So going back to season three, real quick, in the investment donation game, um, when did you realize Dongmin was trying to lose, and and what made you decide that you were going to try to beat him to last place?
1: Yeah, that's another complaint that I have for producers is that they kind of edited it so that you know it turned out that Yeonju told me about it, but she told me like thirty minutes into the game, and I found out about like two hours into the game, so you know. I whatever she told me before was out of my head already. Mm-hmm. And the first time I found out was uh, they showed us the results showing that Pung Min was the lowest, whatever, and that he got the sticker. Uh, he was like so nonchalant about it, you know, he was like blase about it. And so I decided that I'm going to look at his reaction the second time around, and it was like that again. So I, I gave the interview saying that I think this is what he's trying to do. And I think the reason that Youngju and Ion were siding with him was that he guaranteed that he would lose. That's the only reason I could come up with. It, yeah?
0: That's great. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not surprised that you figured it out. I mean, um, I I was very impressed with your playthrough both seasons actually, and and we'll get to the the bad luck that ran you out. Um, well, we're about to get to the first time, but before that, you wound up in the death match against Ion playing Memory Maze, and. She you I mean you got her spun around so many times in that uh in that maze. Was was it that easy to, to trick her? Was she was she just ready to lose or what, what was what was going on with her and you in that death match? Like
1: season four was kind of different, but during season three, people had the, the image that I was also one of the best players, even though I wasn't. <laughs> so what Ion came to the death best with me, she actually expected to lose. And I think that was one of the biggest reasons that she did lose. You know, she came into the game thinking that she was going to lose anyway. So mm-hmm. I was able to trick her like that. You know?
0: It was it was really fun to watch. I'm sure it felt good doing it. But then a week later, um, you're back in the death match, the same death match against Yeonju, who seemed to not have had any more confidence than young would have had. I mean, she uh...
1: no, she she seemed like that, but in her mind, that she you know it was completely different. Young was expecting to lose. Yunji was expected to win. Right?
0: Yeah, and she had a strategy to uh, to come over to your side of the board first and then move up. Did yeah. uh, did that rattle you? Did I mean, what what was what happened that threw you off your game in the beginning of that death match?
1: When she started coming my way, you know, like I didn't realize it at first, but when she came into my, how do you say this, little square, I thought, whatever I do from now on, now on it's going to help her. Mm-hmm. Whether I run, run into a wall or whether I, you know, you know, find a way. It's gonna help her in any way. So I thought, okay. So that's what she was aiming for, and now I'm screwed. You
0: know? Yeah. The only way was to go back out in her direction and then head yeah. back up. Um, yeah, but I was just running out of time, time at that point. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the one of the theories that I had, and that I some other people had, was that you still had the maze from the previous week in your head. Was that screwing you up at all? That you had just you had memorized walls the week before, and they were all different this time. Okay. Well,
1: that played a part. I can't say that I never played the part, but the biggest thing was that the first time around when I played with Io I memorized all, all of my walls and I memorized all of her walls. And, you know, it took me, it took a lot of effort to memorize all of her walls as well. And it turned out for Io, uh during that game, it didn't help me at all. It, it was just a waste of effort to memorize all of her walls. So the one thing that I, you know, Decided before uh, playing with Yunju was that I wasn't even going to pay attention to what Yunju was doing. I was just going to memorize my walls, and it turned out that because she came my way, I had to memorize what she was doing, and that was the biggest downfall.
0: So, um, uh, so you get eliminated in that death match. What, what's it like to get eliminated on the genius?
1: Uh, first, it's surreal. Like you don't. Realize that you were eliminated, but the second time around—not the second time around, but the the week after that—we uh, used to film every Friday, I think it was. And after I got eliminated in round eight or nine or whatever, the second time, the, the next week on Friday, I was supposed to film, but I cannot tell my you know coworkers that I got eliminated because you know it's, it would be how you say a spoiler, mm-hmm. so. I actually had to stay home and pretend I was filming, and you know, it's it's, it's it feels like shit. You know, <laughs> like you're 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 at home. Everybody thinks you're filming, and they send you text saying that you know, good luck and blah blah blah. And you know, I'm actually at home, you know, watching a movie and shit. You know, so right. Yeah, it, it actually hits you a week after.
0: But that was the only uh, week that you weren't there because the next week you were a special guest for Doubting You, Nori, and the following yeah, was yeah, the yeah. finals. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. yeah. so doubting you Nori was crazy. I mean I am I'm, I'm sure you couldn't believe your luck in those roles. And you won what did you win? Uh um how, how much 9, did you win in that game? Yeah. Nine thousand. Yeah. How does that compare to how much you got as like a consolation prize just for coming on the show and losing in the ninth round?
1: Yeah, the nine thousand bucks I won for whatever uh doubting you Nori. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was by far the biggest paycheck I got from the show and the other thing is i actually thought that there was a gimmick because i didn't think it was luck when i first started because i mm-hmm. thought i found something because i i would you know turn the dice a certain way and i would aim for a certain youth bull you know and it would mm-hmm. come up so i thought oh shit i found the gimmick finally but after the filming was done the producers called me out and they're like how the hell did you do that <laughs> try it again. and i'm like what do you mean like isn't there a gimmick and they said no there's no gimmick how the fuck did you do that so i did it again and it didn't work that's, like i that's tried funny. it like five yeah i tried it like five times and it worked like three out of five times
0: so the next week you come back and it's it's the finals um and you supported you supported dongman uh what what yeah. why dongman and not human
1: uh, that's one of the biggest, uh, the most frequent questions I get. Uh, the reason for that was, one thing, I like this play style. You know? Like, Dongmin was more of a field player, and Hyunmin was a calculating player. And I actually you know, uh, thought that it was a better strategy. And the other thing was, I was always, Ill, even though it was just me thinking this, and he didn't think this at all, I thought he was the one to be. So I actually thought that it would be better for Dongmin to win because I thought he wasn't the rival and Hemin was. Although he was, you know, miles ahead of the off time.
0: hmm Yeah. All right. Um, so do you think Hemin was gonna beat Dongmin? Uh, if if all the, the items had been even, do you think Hemin would have
1: won? Uh it didn't matter about the items. I thought Humming would win regardless of how much, how many items he got, but it turned out that Tumin we you know we were underestimating his deathmatch capabilities because he never won. You
0: know, yeah. I,
1: I actually didn't think that he was that good at death match, deathmatches.
0: Well we saw we saw a pretty bad performance at uh at Monorail until he he just <laughs> you know well I mean Yeah,
1: that's one of the reasons. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um and you know Monrail is there's a lot to it when you're learning that game for the first time, but his, both of his first two moves should have ended the game. Uh, I mean, uh, against anybody but but Yonju, probably he's he's eliminated uh, right there in episode ten. So uh, I, I definitely I, I agree. Until season four, I didn't even after the finale of season three, I didn't think he was that good. But then we wound up seeing him just absolutely out leveling uh, uh, Jinho and Yohan at. At uh, Utani, tactical Utani, and then uh, at Gilhap, where he just like like vivisected Kumran. Um, it, it was it was very impressive.
1: <laughs> well, uh, what would you call it? He
0: got he got every single round in that game.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's kind of funny. Vivisected—that's a funny word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, that explains uh, pretty much it. You know, I mean, we never knew that he was that good, and we didn't know that he would practice so much, but. It turned out he was an effort player. You know, he put in that much effort and he got
0: that much result. Well, Kyunghyun said you put in a lot of effort. He said that you spent a lot of time studying those death matches for season four. How much time did you spend doing that?
1: Okay, that's the other thing that, you know, I have the biggest regret about because I actually didn't practice that much. well you know, he practiced like, you know, his life depended on it, you know. But I actually worked for a living. He's a student. You
0: know?
1: Ouch. So the, <laughs> the the most I could do was there was an application for you know the shibijangi. You know what that is? I don't know what the English word is.
0: The chess thing. Okay. The chess. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, yeah. So there was an application for the chess game, and the most I could do was play the chess game uh, while I'm on the commute or something like that. You know. So I practiced the chess game a lot, and the other thing I practiced was the monorail. And those two were the only things I practiced because there were applications for it. Mm-hmm. And I actually enjoyed playing chess, so you know, I, I found it interesting. So before I was cast for Season 4, I was playing the Shibijamgi regularly.
0: Were you surprised me, be cast for- were you Were you expecting yeah, that or were you surprised? For Season 4?
1: Uh... Yeah. I was on the fence about it. I thought, you know, like if they hire the top three, there's like four spots left or five spots left, and I went through all the list of players from season one to three, and I thought, yeah, I think there's a possibility they'll cast me, but you know, I'm probably not on their, you know, number one list, you know. So yeah. I was on. I was kind of like half and half about it, but when they asked me, I wasn't that surprised, but I was really happy. You know?
0: Now, you weren't. You weren't a super fan. Like Kyung-hoon loved the show, and he he was really into it, watching it be broadcast. But you you weren't because you you found out about the show later. So were you less impressed to be playing with like Sangman and with Kyung-ran and Jin-ho and all these like more like all the season one and season two players? Uh, was it was it less? Uh, were you less impressed to be playing with them?
1: Uh, I think I wasn't intimidated as much as Kyung-hoon was because I don't watch TV. <laughs> I really don't, so like I don't know this Korean celebrities as much as he does, and plus, I haven't watched Genius that much, so I wasn't like you know like super intimidated, but Sangmin, he has he has like a he has like a force with him, like he you know you know like the Jedi has a force or something like that, yeah once you meet him once you meet him, you know he's the one to be like he mm-hmm. like you can never be sure about any situation as long as he's in it. You know?
0: Well, sure, we saw that right there in that first episode where, where he's playing shenanigans. with uh, And, of course, he's the one who gets the criminal card. Like, of course, yeah, he of has course. to be yeah, the one yeah. who draws that card. But um, uh, like what, what went down when you saw him switch those cards in his back pocket? Yeah,
1: I saw him switch the cards, and I told uh, Johan about it right away. And I told him, I saw him switch the cards, but don't say anything because it's not going to help us at all. As soon as we shout out that he switched the cards, he's gonna be uh, like the candidate for deathmatch, and he's gonna pick us, you know. He's mm-hmm. gonna say, "You who ratted me out, you know, come." You know. So I told I told uh, Yuan about it right away, and I told him not to say anything. And I thought that was my best option, and I still stand by
0: it. It was a split second decision, so that was that was pretty strong. Um, and then, of course, Jung-hoon winds up with it, and he's the one who's choosing who goes to the death match. Were you surprised he picked uh, Junsuk suk or, or do you think that was a good move, or um, uh, should he have picked Kyung-hoon, or, or what do you think about that choice?
1: I have no opinion, because I thought, you know, as long as he doesn't pick me, I'm okay with it, so, uh, mm-hmm. and I didn't think he had any reason to pick me, so I wasn't really paying attention, or I, I wasn't really trying to guess who he picked. But as soon as he picked, uh, who was it? Uh, Junsook. sok Yeah. Maybe they, yeah, they have history in season two and stuff, you know. So yeah. maybe that's why. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Except uh, Junsook was was season one, uh, so it it um I mean it would have been entertaining they, if he was the first one out twice.
1: Yeah, that too. But they played together when he came out as a guest for season two. You know.
0: Oh, that. Uh, the, uh, yeah, that's right. You're right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so uh, in Horror Race, um, in episode two, the strategy that, that your side used uh, wound up making you safe and, and putting Kyung Hoon and Yoan at extreme risk for the deathmatch. Did you know that when you picked that strategy, or was that just a happy mistake for you?
1: It uh, started out as a happy mistake, but like, an hour, like 30 minutes into the game, it was kind of obvious. And I thought maybe you know, well, it's,
0: even if he lose, I'm not going to be eliminated. So
1: you know, it's going to work out either way for me. Yeah, so it was
0: a happy thing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> great for you because uh, you can't you can't be the loser, and the two people who could be the loser uh, both work with you, and they're not going to they're not going to yeah. pick you. So that was that was great. Um, what about what happened in the chaos the next week with today's menu? Uh, what what you know you you were outside <laughs> of all the the mayhem that was going on. What what was happening yeah, yeah. there? What, what were you seeing? Uh,
1: well, uh, after the horror race, I found out that as long as you don't make enemies, and as long as you're not the candidate, you're not going to get picked. So I thought, you know, that's probably the best option for the next couple of weeks. So I decided to stay out of the picture for the today's menu game. And I was kind of out of it, you know, I was just like, you know, spectating. And it turned out that Hyunmin Sangmin, Kyungwon, and a couple of other people found out about the gimmick, mm-hmm. but it was that Kyungwon and Sangmin were the first ones to actually play it out. And as soon as they did it, I found out the gimmick as well. And you know, it was kind of obvious that you know they were in, in together. And you know, Kyungoon came out with it. He's like, "I can't do anything because I have to help Sangmin." And it was kind of obvious that they were working together. And you know, the, the rest
0: of us sided and you know, decided to take a chance. Now, Kyunghyun was, um, I mean, those first three episodes, he was so erratic. That was probably uh, his worst performance in his time on the show because uh, he, is, he has such low lows in those episodes. And in, in episode one where he's sitting there with, you know, he's just depressed in the, in the sad room with Yohan uh, all episode. <laughs> uh, and, but then in episode four in Fish Shop, uh, you worked with him. Why, why did you pick him as your partner in that game? Okay, well, to begin with, uh, I can
1: say this because I'm actually close with him. I can say this. He has bipolar disorder. Like, he's, like, his highs and lows are, like, off the, lip, off the charts, you know? And for the fish truck game, I, th- I actually wanted to do that same strategy with Gino. Because for the first three episodes, I sided with Gino and he was the only common uh, factor that I had. So I actually wanted to uh, do it with him. And I was looking for a chance to talk to him about it, but he was always with Kimun. So I was trying to, you know, find the right moment. And while I was trying to find the right moment, Kimun pulled me aside and, you know, told me about his strategy, which was the same. And it turned out, and then what I thought was, I can't do it with Chino Kyung- uh, anymore because even if I do, he's uh, Kimun is going to do it with somebody else. You know, so I thought. If he actually knows the same strategy, then I might as well was side side with him. I actually had no option you
0: know. Okay, I mean that was part of what got him back into the game, I think um, was was his success uh, with that. Did, did, did you know Hyunman was going to lose because he seemed to have no idea. Did, did you know that he was, uh, was was making this mistake and trusting people and, and uh, that he was getting out leveled or or you didn't care just because it wasn't you? I mean did you know that he was in big trouble?
1: I knew he was in big trouble, and everybody else, like you know, Yunseong, me, Kyungmin, uh, everybody knew that Kyungmin was in big trouble. But the other thing was, Yunseong thought he was going to win, and I thought I was going to win, and Kyungmin thought I was going to win, and Junseok thought that Yunseong was going to win. You know, but it turned out that you know, the by the deck cards, you know, he, he got dealt the better deck, and he won. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, the the nice twist that they had was um, was Junseok. Uh, telling everyone that he was only going to bid a dollar on each one to make sure that that any round that settled for more than uh, than a dollar went to Yunsung, which I thought was was a pretty clever twist. Um, we, but did the, we did the
1: exact same thing. Actually, Kyun and I did the exact same thing, but it got kind of edited out. I don't know if you remember, but during the first round, he kind of like Kyun kind of went around screaming, uh, uh, "What was it? Squid? Squid? squid one dollar! You know, he like went around screaming one dollar. You know." That was fun. uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the reason behind it was exactly the same as Shuzo. Mm -hmm. We thought, you know, as soon as uh, Kyungun goes around saying that he's going to bid $1, then nobody's going to go in and, you know, nobody can get outbid.
0: Yeah. It was great. I mean, yeah, it's it's obviously a great strategy. And you wind up not, you know, even though you were at risk, you still wind up not getting picked for the death match. Um, But the next week, uh, Loyalists and Rebels. And uh, uh, it's, ty- it's time to talk about uh, the saddest episode of The Genius. Now, in this game, it yeah. for you, yeah. well, I mean, it, it was a bummer to, to me. When I'm watching a show like this, I, I like to watch players who are trying to win, right? And they don't have to necessarily have the right strategy or the best strategy, but they have to, I want to see people who are really trying to, to win the game. And mm-hmm. especially, you wind up in the death match with Qumran, who didn't seem to care if she won the game. You know, like exactly. who do I want to watch move forward on the show? I want to watch the guy who's going to try. You know, like it, it's it's not it's not compelling to watch someone who's just who's there because they want to hang out with their friends on camera every every So you wind up getting a horrible team draw again. I mean, uh, c- could you have imagined two worst people to be paired with on the rebel team? Okay, Joan,
1: uh I was okay with it because I thought that she would never betray us. But as soon as I found out who my teammates were, I actually gave an interview saying that I'm worried about uh Woon, you know? I'm worried that she would, you know, turn her head as soon as there's some kind of problem, you know? And it turned out exactly the same. And the one thing that we didn't know was that Dong had an idea about that Chungun Woon was one of the criminals. And me and Kyungla were stuck on the, what's it called, the jail cell. So we had no idea that Dong knew. So from our perspective, it was that someone just turned sides as soon as things went wrong. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. So like watching the watching the episode, it struck me that that had Dongman been one of the rebels, um, you guys might well have won. You know, like that that there yeah, probably were so. some there probably were some draws you could have had that would have that would have worked. Is there any other team you can imagine that didn't involve Dongman that would have been where the rebels would have won that game because the game was stacked against you guys. There were so many ways for the Loyalists to win. And when the Rebels, when the Loyalists win, then two of the three Rebels are going to the death match. So, um, who else would have been good as a Rebel in that game?
1: Uh, Chino, I think, would have been good. And I also think that yeun would have been good because nobody would suspect yeun you know? He's, you know, he's always in the peripheral. So, you no know, I thought yeun would have been a good candidate as well. But the team we had, you know, Jung me, and gyeong we could have won. In my, in my personal opinion, it wasn't that bit, bit bad of a draw because Jung knew all the, what's it called, the pi decibels, you know? Mm-hmm. So she could have easily manipulated, you know, a couple rounds and told people the wrong numbers. Uh, or told us the wrong numbers, me and gyeong you know, mm-hmm. but she didn't do it. And, you know, that was one of my biggest complaints, you know, that she didn't even try.
0: Yeah. Uh how did they how did they let you guys know who who else was on the rebel team was it the color of the sticker that you were wearing or, yeah, or how the, did you
1: It was the color of the sticker. Yeah, they told us pink uh red and whatever was the rebels.
0: Okay. All right. Um so so uh would, so you think the game was fair? You think there was a fair chance for the rebels to win it?
1: i mean there was a fair chance but as you said you know it was pretty much stacked against the rebels but you know like even though it was that you know we still could have won it was completely possible but you know we didn't we didn't try enough and Chung moon you know she didn't think enough i think uh, don't no. tell her i said this but yeah
0: <laughs> i i will not tell her about this this interview um <laughs> Now, Kyung Hoon told us that you got caught, though, that when you tried to share the message with your teammates, that, that that was kind of it, that everyone knew at that point. And, you know, what kind of message would three of you be sharing that you couldn't show anybody else if it wasn't a message about, you know, we're the rebels and here's what we're going to do? Is that, hey, is that well, how it went down?
1: Yeah, that's pretty much how it went down. The one thing I tried to do was I was trying to uh, uh, stimulate uh, simulate the fact that I was copying down the decimals. And I wasn't actually copying down this one. I was trying to write something to Gyeonghwan. And Gyeonghwan saw me do that. And it was really great on his part that he was watching me, you know? And the other thing was, it kind of went down so that, you know, people knew, kind of guessed that I was the criminal. But the other thing was, uh, Gyeonghwan didn't have credibility. You know, nobody believed him anyway. So even though he ratted me out and he said that I saw him write whatever, you know, people were like, yeah, whatever, yeah, you saw him write something. Yeah, so good job, you know. So he had no credibility, so I thought I actually still had a chance. But, you know, it turned out then the Dongmin knew everything.
0: Yeah. Um, so you wind up losing that game. You wind up in the cage at the end, and you're going to the death match with Ran, Uh And uh, uh, horror of horrors, it turns out that you're playing Indian poker, which is probably the the most luck-based game that there was. What was your exactly. first thought when they when they pulled that game out of the hopper?
1: Yeah, well, the first reaction was before they pulled out, I thought for sure that Kim Lan would, you know, get rid of the two poker games. And it turned out that she actually got rid of the two games that I practiced the most. You know, monorail and the chess game, you know. Those two mm-hmm. games were the two games that I was most confident in. And she got rid of those, so that was the first shock for me and then it turned out that they picked the poker game and the one reason that i didn't want to play the poker game was because anyone who plays poker can tell that it was the most luck-based game but people who don't play poker expect me to win because i'm a pro poker player you know
0: so i thought you know i
1: i have no loss I, i mean i have no gain from this if i lose i look like an idiot and if i win it's you know it's a given
0: that was what I. That was what we talked about on the podcast. That episode. That it's just it's a bad spot for you because people who don't play poker don't understand the difference between yeah. like a thirty chip game of of high card, which is what Indian poker is, uh, yeah, where yeah. draws where, where the money from a draw stays in the pot, which is just awful, exactly. um, yeah. as opposed to like like a long term run at, at Texas Hold'em where you get a ton of repetitions, a ton of a ton of iterations, a lot of a lot of hands. So, um, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, is is that is that the worst deathmatch game?
1: I mean, it's fun to play, but if you're the one playing it on the show, you know, you're thinking, well, what the fuck am I doing? You know, like, you know, if, if she gets a 10 and I get a 1, you know, it's not going to work, and it's basically luck of the cards. And I was thinking, I could beat her based on the fact that she likes the fold because I mm-hmm. saw her play with in Antino on the final round of Season 1. And that was one of the mistakes I made thinking that she would play the same way, but it turned out that she didn't play the same way.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, but, but in terms of like, I mean, that is the game that's sort of most open for the the worst player to win. Would you agree with that?
1: I completely agree. But if I say this, people will think he's making excuses. So I'm not going to say it.
0: (laughs) Well, I said it. I said it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it isn't. It isn't an excuse. I mean, you know, you, you one could say that that you could have played better and avoided the death match, but just the way that the draw went for you that whole day, every every next thing went wrong, and you can't control what other people draw. You can't control what cards Qumran gets in Indian poker. So there, there's just you know, and if you both get if you if you're both holding a one on your head, and all the money gets in, then there's nothing you can do about the next hand being a high card with that few chips. Yeah, in
1: which, which is exactly what happened.
0: So, what was it like to get eliminated this time? Was it different than the first time?
1: It hurt a little more the first time around. The second time around, I was busy with my business. I was actually in the process of getting it started, so I was really busy in my personal life. And the second time around, it didn't hurt as much. You know? All
0: right, um, and then in the in the finals, eventually, uh, you wound up uh, supporting Kyung-hoon. Why why Kyung-hoon? To be
1: completely honest, I was more close with him. You know, like. Uh, I hung out with him a lot more because where he went to school is actually where I live. So every time you know, like he gets off school, he'll come by and have a cup of coffee or something like that. So, you know, so I was more personally close with him. So I decided I'm gonna support him. And the other reason was I I wanted somebody new to win. You no, know?
0: so so did we. <laughs> I mean nothing against Dongman, but yeah. Um, by 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 about episode six or seven of season four. It was like, all right, I'm ready for Dongman to go because he's dominating everything, and it's just not that interesting to watch. So nothing yeah. against I asked him as a person yeah. or as a player. I think he's, he's a great player. Um, but from the TV viewing experience, it was, all right, all right, that's enough. I, I get it. He's really good. Okay, yeah. everyone listens to yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's move on. Do uh, you mind if I ask you yeah. some yeah. questions for some of our listeners? Do you have some, some time for a few more questions?
1: Yeah, I got a couple more minutes, yeah.
0: All right, all right, cool. Um, so someone wanted to know the story of the the bloody bandage on your hand in episode three of season four that's uh that question comes from janice uh,
1: okay well janice uh there thank you for the question there's two actually two instances where i had bandages on my head once was in season three and once was in season four the part in season three i was actually holding a broken wine glass and i didn't realize it was cracked so i broke it in my hand and it just kind of popped in my hand and i had like 12 stitches and the second time around, in season four, I got bit by a dog. And I was rocking my dog, and, and my dog got into a fight with another dog, and the other dog wound up biting me, biting me. So, yeah, I got bit by a dog, and I still have scars. Like I don't know if you can see it, but I still have scars. And the rumor was that because I had bandages every season, that I was like in a gang or something, and that I would be fighting all the time. But... Yeah, that's not the case. Yeah, I got. Or maybe maybe
0: you're maybe you're bandage, young. Maybe this is <laughs> how it starts. It starts with a bite yeah. here, a bite there. He's mad because he had some bad luck in episode five, and before you know it, his face is covered, and he's putting other people through all these all these games. Um, Janice also asks. Yeah, uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Janice also asks, and I, I meant to ask this too. Um, what what exactly were you writing on that legal pad um, in, in that uh, message to Kyung Ran?
1: I wasn't writing much. I was writing down, like, I was counting the numbers and trying to figure out what turn, what numbers would be on my turn and what numbers would be on Lan's turn. So I wrote down like four, nine, eight, seven, or something like that, which was on my turn. And I was trying to signal to Jungmin that she should change this into a certain number. And you know, I was I was in the process of writing the new number, and Kim saw me. Um.
0: So. Uh uh Thaklop Sangman on Reddit uh, asks, uh, because you and Kyung-hoon were both from the University of Illinois, uh, d- uh, did you have a bond because of that? Where the producers trying to create a bond between you? Do you have a bond because of your shared college experience? Or shared college experience, well, I should say.
1: Yeah, there is no college experience shared between me and Kyung-hoon because I never met them in college. And the producers were not trying to force it, and I wasn't trying to create it. The only thing was that he, the college that he goes to right now actually is near my house. So, you know, I was able to hang out with him a lot more.
0: Uh, Sangman Sunday Sangman asks if you had any pregame alliances going into season four. Do you have any deals before the season started?
1: Uh, no, because uh, me and Kimun kind of had a thing after season one, episode one, uh, season three, episode one, but it turned out that it's all, you know, irrelevant because once the game starts, you never know what's going to happen. And even if I want to side with him, I can't. So going into season four is like, we're going to wing it whatever comes, you know?
0: Asian Orange Junsak asks if there was an advantage for you in being a poker player. Obviously not because, you know, I
1: got eliminated in round five. But, you know, the one, one, the one advantage I thought I did have and I thought that I still do have is that I tend to look at faces a lot and expressions a lot, and it turns out that I was right most of the time when people told me stuff they were lying about. But, you know, it didn't
0: help me enough to win. Um, who who uh, Umberto asks, who do you consider the best genius player ever?
1: You know, there's no, there's no doubt it's Min. But the other factor I take into account was Hyunmin is the most calculatory player. He's, you know, he's the smartest, but as far as the best genius player goes, it's Min.
0: So would, would Hyunmin be your, your number two choice?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: All right. Pia asks, one of the, one of the things um, that uh, uh, Kyung Hoon talked about was how mutual respect and fair play played a role. And we saw that a lot from him where he was he was giving up main matches that he could have won or had a share of the win in uh, in order to put himself at risk for the death match because he thought that was the uh, the honorable thing to do, I suppose. Was that a factor for you or um, were you um, were you more of a mercenary? You were just out there to win, win, win and not worry about about fair play and honor and all of that.
1: Okay, I can't compare myself to Goen because uh, what he did was after I got eliminated, so I can't speak for how he was thinking, what we was thinking about. But for me, especially during season three, I was there to win. But I thought that even though I was there to win, I had confidence that I would survive the death match, whoever I was up up against. So you can see from like episode eight, you know, I found out that Tomi was part of the pit me against uh Yeun-zun. and by no no meaning whatsoever, like Yunzen is not the easier chance, you know. So I decided that, you know, might as well pick someone else for myself, you know. Mm-hmm. So I lost it on purpose, the main match on purpose, and I decided to pick Yunju or Io. You know?
0: Um were you uh, Pia also asks if you were aware of the English speaking fan base. Did did you know that so many English speakers uh, were fans of the show?
1: No, I, I had no idea at all. Like, like it turned out that I was going through all the Twitter messages or how do you say mentions that you sent me. It turned out that you sent me a message uh, during season three as well, right?
0: Um, I may have. There's also the Dom and Colin podcast, which is another really great English language podcast. And uh, I know that, that those guys uh, would would have a whole other set of questions for you. And they're both uh, poker players as well. They they met on oh, the two really? plus two forums. So, uh, I, oh, really? I, yeah, so I would definitely recommend, and, and I'll tell them again, they should, uh, they should get in touch. But if, uh, if you had a good time today, then, then uh, hopefully that would be your, your next interview, because uh, I'm, I'd also love to hear what, what questions those guys uh, would have for you. Um, okay, well,
1: yeah, I had no idea, yeah. just to answer the question mm-hmm. again.
0: So, so w- you, were you surprised that there was so much interest from, from America and England and Australia and, and the rest of the English-speaking world?
1: Yeah, of course, of course. I was completely surprised that there were like English speakers who actually watched this show. And the reason for that was, I didn't know that people make subtitles for this, you know? And I had no idea that there were people who actually go through the entire video and make subtitles in English for the English-speaking viewers. And the only reason I thought that was because I never knew that Korean TV or, you know, like, like dramas or whatever were a big hit in English-speaking communities.
0: Well, for for a, a lot of the fans of this show are are fans of American reality shows like Survivor and Big Brother. I don't know if you're familiar, mm-hmm. um, but no, I'm,
1: I'm I'm a big fan of Survivor as well. So,
0: do you watch the American version of Survivor?
1: Yeah, of course, of course. I've seen I think about well, like nine seven seasons or something like that. Yeah. Are you
0: watching? Are you watching currently? No, not
1: yet. Uh, I mean, not now. But I've watched about nine seasons so far, and you no, know, Survivor is always great. You know, it's it never gets old.
0: Well, a lot. You have a lot of fans amongst uh, the cast of Survivor. As as Survivor players have begun watching uh, the the Genius, a lot what? of them are enjoying it as well. Yeah. For example, I don't know if you watched season thirty last year, but we did a almost three hour podcast with Shireen from season thirty and and the current season 31. I know Shireen. Yeah, of
1: course. Yeah,
0: we did a we did almost three hours with Shireen about the Genius. Yeah. Really? She's yeah. She's. I uh, know. Idea, yeah. <laughs> well when Kyunghoon was on we knew that he was a fan of Ian Terry's from Big Brother and so we, we got Ian on the line for a few minutes with him um, and uh, Ian quacked for him so that was that was a treat i I'm, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder I wonder if we could have gotten Shireen on today but she's not she's not like hiding in the weeds to jump on with us but that's that's really funny and there's there's others too who I know are watching and, and getting all caught up on the genius so a lot of those people have enjoyed that show as well what I'm trying to say is that um, people who who appreciate reality TV who are fans of the genre, there's there's something that, that we get from the genius that you don't get from a show like Survivor that's edited in such a straightforward way and where there's all these conventions that that they feel they have to get to and certain casting types they have to get to. That The genius seems to feel less constrained by that and that there are, um, partially because you guys are sleeping in your own beds every night for as much as you want and you're eating yeah, food course, and you're thinking clearly, but also just the, the way the game is set up, that there's so much more uh, more intrigue, and you see how the sausage is made, and the flashbacks, and everything. So, so th- there's a reason why it caught fire. I mean, it's it's a really great um, evolution for the reality TV genre, and there are people who really want the show to come to the United States, and there are people who are really afraid that if it comes to the United States, they're going to ruin it. You know, that the producers <laughs> are going to they're going to they're going to add like the wrong celebrities to the show, and it's going to wind up being like, uh, uh, you know, uh, Spencer Pratt uh, and. Uh, <laughs> you know uh, uh, yeah. uh jenny mccarthy going up in a death match trying to figure out how to play uh uh tactical trouble <laughs> yeah playing tactical Absolutely. popmatic trouble which uh again uh, uh probably not a not a great thing to do but uh you know I, i'd rather see it like i'd rather they take the chance and, and do the show and hopefully hopefully with not celebrities because i want to play it's, it seems like he had a lot of fun did he have a lot of fun
1: Oh, of course, yeah. It was a life experience. I mean, it was, I had a great time, and I have no regrets. And, you know, I look back at it and think, you know, it was, I'm never going to get a chance to do something like this ever again unless I actually apply for Survivor. And actually, you know, this other another thing. I actually did apply for Survivor once, like back in like season 19 or something like that. And it turned out that if you're not an American citizen, you can't. And,
0: you know, so, so theoretically, but, had you been able to get on the show, the season 19, you would have been out there with, with Russell Hantz. Yeah,
1: Russell Hance, and I think uh, who's the other poker player that was in Survivor China? Uh, oh
0: yeah, Jean yeah, uh, Robert Ballon.
1: Yeah, Jean Robert. Yeah, yeah. He came in after that. Uh, you know, I was looking at him, and I'm like, you know, a lot of poker players over there. Oh, why can't I go? Uh, I'm, I'm Korean, but you know.
0: well, well, hopefully they'll open up the uh, the entry requirements, and you can teach Russell Hans a lesson in in season 45 <laughs> of Survivor.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually
0: Russell Hans kind of scares me a little bit, so yeah. <laughs> Russell Hans, I think uh, scares everybody. Um and, and finally from Big Brother Can Hyunman on Reddit uh wants to know if anything funny or important happened that we didn't see. And we talked about some of that already, but anything else that we haven't talked about yet that would be of interest to viewers maybe that might surprise people or that, that um that we'd find compelling that we would have had no idea was happening from what we saw on the show.
1: Oh, uh... Oh, that's, that's a very like, wide crisp question because there's so many episodes and we film for like eight hours per episode. So there's so many things that you guys don't know about, but I don't know where to get. Like,
0: what did you guys talk about? Well, just in terms of like something that you thought was important or surprising that didn't make the air. Uh, was there any, any episode you're sitting at home watching and you go, what? How come they didn't show this thing that happened? Or anything that happened in the studio where you said, well, that was great, but they're never going to put that on TV.
1: Well, there's a couple of things. Like the first thing is, you know, during season three, uh, main focus after like episode four or five was Hyunmin and Dongmin, so everything was focused around them. Because by episode five or six, you know, the we already shot the finals and we actually knew who the winner was. So everything from that point on was focused on him and Hyunmin, you know. So everything that me, that me and Gyeonghwan and I did, or like anyone else did, was kind of off, you know, to the side. So I was really, first time around, I was kind of pissed about that. And second time around, uh, when I was playing in season four, I actually made fun of Chino a lot. Because, you know, I'm an English teacher, and he doesn't speak English that well. So every time I would say something like, don't you know what? You know this means in English or something like that. You know he would swear on camera, so that they have to cut it out. <laughs> you know, like, so every time, every time I would say something like, "Don't you know what uh, apple is in Korean?" or something like that, and he would go, "Shit, fuck, cunt," you know? and then you know, they would have to cut it out. And I, th- I thought that was funny. You know?
0: <laughs> who else on the cast speaks English? Because obviously Kyung-hoon does. Um, you you are an English teacher. Who else? Who else uh, is an English speaker that you encountered on the show?
1: Uh, Ayong is fluent in English, and I haven't seen Chun Sook speak English uh, yet, but he's a Harvard student, and obviously he told me that he's fluent. So I haven't, I haven't seen him speak English, but I, I can tell that he's pretty good. So A-yong, uh and Chun yeah.
0: Cool. Anything else you want to add before uh, before we hang it up for today?
1: Uh, no, no, no. Like, uh I mean, I want to say thank you for, you know, inviting me because, you know, I haven't had a chance to explain my side of the story, whether it's in English or in Korean, and it feels good to get
0: it off my chest. You know? Sure. Anything else you want to explain? This is, this is your chance. You, you want to... <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, first of all, there's nothing wrong between me and Yeonju, because that's the biggest question I get. Uh, <laughs> the, the second thing is, uh, yeah, I do regret. Uh, some of the decisions I, decisions I made during the show, but, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, it was a experience of a lifetime, and I, I had a great time filming it, and the s- second biggest, que- the most frequent question I get is, if they do make season five, if I actually uh, want to be in it, and of course, yeah, the answer is yes, yeah, I actually would love to be on any kind of TV show that
0: I have to compete with other uh,
1: people, in, yeah?
0: Any chance of season five? Kyung-hoon seemed like it was pretty sad that there wouldn't be. Do you you get the same impression? Uh,
1: Yeah, I do. Because the producer, the main producer who made this TV show, he's off it. So if the TV channel, TVN, decides to go with it, it will be completely, you know, it will be like a spinoff, you know, a little bit. But even that seems unlikely right now.
0: Right. Well, thank, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, tell everyone again how they can find you on Twitter and also how they can find you for English lessons.
1: <laughs> All right, thanks. Uh, uh, my Twitter handle is Y-O-U-H-Y-U-N. It's just my name in Korean. And my Facebook is the same. And my Instagram is Y-O-U-H-Y-U-N with an I at the end. And if they do want to speak English and learn English in Korea, uh, my cafe is in Neighbor, so if you go to Neighbor. dot com and search for YH English, you'll find my cafe, and you can get in touch with me. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much, and and my apologies that at Dennis was not available when you signed up for Twitter. Thanks so much, <laughs> Yuyun. <was>, uh, <laughs> thank you so much, Dennis. I, I don't know if I called okay. you Yuyun during the the interview. I, I once you told me. I that I wrote it down and then like my mind blanks because I've, I've seen you so many times. I've been calling, you know, you, 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 you. So, uh yeah. Uh, well, yeah, thank you so much hey, for joining us. You,
1: yeah, what? thank you for having me. And you have a great pronunciation. People back in the day, like when I was in primary school, they would call me you. They would go, hey, you. And I would turn around because they couldn't pronounce the last part of my name. But yeah, you have a great pronunciation. And again, thank you for having me. And it was great.
0: Thanks. Well, that was really great. Again, uh, everyone out there, uh be sure to follow us on twitter mike is at michael Botta, b-o-t-t-a i am at who is scott green w-h-o-i-s-s-c-o-t-t-g-r-e-e-n and again deduction and racing stripe those games that had been kickstarted now successfully funded and you can buy your own copy if you missed out on the kickstarter go to mkt.com slash gsg that's mkt.com slash gsg and you can pick up your copies of those games thanks so much everybody uh we're gonna begin our recaps of the individual episodes starting with season one episode one uh we're gonna begin that in the next few weeks and those will be unspoiled so if you're sharing the show with a new person who hasn't seen them yet they can listen uh, those are podcasts that they'll be able to listen to as they go along because they won't spoil anything that's coming up so thanks again so much uh, everybody for tuning into the podcast for genius cast with scott and mike i'm scott That was an absolute blast. Thanks again to you, Yu Hyun, Dennis Kim. We'll talk to you next time. Fighting.